and then a clap sync in three, two, one. Fuck yeah. That is a sound bite I haven't heard in a while. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, Fuck I know, yeah. dude. Just the general soundboard <laughs> vibe has been has been not here for a minute. I'm thinking yeah. about bringing it back, but not for this episode, I don't think. But someday. Someday soon. No one will even suspect <laughs> it, and we'll just bring in the fuck yeah clip. Um, yeah, you'll probably bring in, like, the go-to-therapy sound clip, like, in the middle of Senua, where it's just like, well, <laughs> maybe it's valid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, our podcast is a great representation of telling you to go to therapy. So, you know, it, it would fit well with that. Oh, God. Okay, so before... Right before we started, we were talking about Craig, right? And so for people who don't know, Craig is our, like, Discord recording technology, I guess. It's, it's like a, you know, it's like, it's like groovy, like the Discord bot that can play music in your Discord. And so we use it as a backup to record our podcast just in case things go wrong. And it does help with the syncing of the audio files. Okay, whatever, technical details. But it's called Craig, right? That's the key. It's called Craig. It's been anthropomorphized, right? It, it's, it's a human-sounding name. And we attribute human qualities to it. And there's just nothing that drives me more insane when people anthropomorphize tech. Like, it doesn't really drive me insane, but I do think it is ridiculous. And a good example of this is recently we got a Roomba. Um, oh, no. <laughs> now, yeah, it was just, it was not, I would say, like, a joint decision. It was just, like, surprise, there's a Roomba. And, like, whatever, I'm okay with that. But, um, but it's funny because, like, it's just become the close equivalent of a dog basically like i feel like <laughs> we only know how to interact with it like it were a dog and so the stories that get told about what it does are just so ridiculous because they're so anthropomorphized it's silly like the other day we're just sitting in here playing video games or something um and you know roomba's going over there in the other room for an hour or two you know it's just bashing its head against fucking everything um and then we get out of the room right we like leave, I'm about to go get some water, and there's just dirt and leaves everywhere. Like just <laughs> scattered across the whole house. And I'm like, what the fuck? And Elena's like, oh no. Like, and I she has a fucking name for it. I've already forgotten what that is. Please don't hate me. Um, but but she's like, Jerry fucking got into the fucking plants. Like, I didn't realize. It's like as if a Roomba could get into the plants. And I'm like sitting there, like, do we have to like remove everything from ground level now? And so what 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 fucking Jerry did was knock over a fucking plant, then proceed to just smush dirt everywhere and then dock itself back in its station like it was embarrassed. Like it's like, ah, job's done. Rolls back underneath the fucking dresser and just chills there. And so we're like, what the fuck? Like like just a classic example of like sometimes robots really help and sometimes robots really don't help. But what you should have seen was the fucking corner smile that Elena could not stop giving when she just desperately wants a dog to destroy our house and to have that story under her belt. She wants it. It's that childhood memory that we've all had of a dog just getting into some shit. And so she was just like, oh, God, that was good. Like, you just feel it like, yes. And she's like sweeping it up. We're both sweeping it up. You know, she's like, oh, this is delightful. So anyways, um, it's a robot dog. Yeah, it's a robot dog. You never know. I was going to say, ours is called Yuffie, and we call her uh, Brett's sibling. Mm. We're just <laughs> like, Brett, get along with your sibling. <laughs> Let mm. her do her job. <laughs> yeah. Brett always... being your actual dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Brett is so unimpressed. Like, we talk to the vacuum, and then Brett will just give us this stink eye, like, seriously? (laughs) Seems fair. Seems fair. I don't know. It's just funny. Like, I'm always, like, thinking, like, does it have, like, an algorithm that detects, like, what the room is? Or is it just simply deciding everything based on its bonks? Uh, At least the early versions were entirely just, like, it's a random traversal algorithm. Yeah. So just, like... It goes until it bonks, and then it turns some random number of degrees, and then it keeps going. But the question again. Yeah. But it, like, gets back to its dock, so I guess it at least knows how to do that, maybe, in theory, or, like, tries or something? Yeah, I think it can tell where its dock is. Huh. It's just interesting to me, because Elena will, like, she, like, has to assert dominance over the machine, that's not sentient and so she'll be like sitting there like tying her shoes or something and it'll like bounce off of her and i'll be like you if that was a search algorithm it may never clean where you were under ever again (laughs) do you understand (laughs) me like it may never clean this this one section of our carpet now because because you had to just sit there and assert dominance but who knows um probably not it will probably clean that area anyways that's (laughs) what was our always our transition you know you may not this is not a this. podcast about <laughs> vacuums. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief and the past, I don't know, five minutes of sweet quality intro story time, this is not a podcast about Roombas. It's actually a podcast where we go back into our library of games and we pick one particular game and play it again. Maybe follow up on it, see where it is now. Did it have a glow up? I've learned that word recently, so I'm going to use it. Um <laughs> Don't care if it's relevant or applies. I don't know this word. Glow up. It's like grow up, but you glow with beauty, you know? You know, those like, it's the reverse of, hey, look at this picture of when I was a kid and I look so ugly. So am I doing a good job on this? Is this fair? That yeah, no, you're, you're doing very well. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Right? I mean, for, for, I always thought a glow up was just like, you used to look like pretty cringy and like unattractive when you were like younger, but then, you know, due to you know either boosts of self-confidence or maybe you've been working out or maybe you learned how to do makeup like you have a glow up and now Uh, everyone looks at you and they're like whoa is that her she looks nothing like she did in high school and you just kind of toss your head and you're like you wish you were me yeah, exactly. That's and then <laughs> sadly, they do wish they were you. And then it's, it continues the cycle of sadness that exists on social media. So everyone feels, uh, you know, potentially worse off as a result. But in that particular moment, you get to celebrate someone. So the question is, did Hades glow up? Um, exactly. Can you believe that we last played this game right as the pandemic was starting? <laughs> oh, my God. Hmm. April 1st was when we did the podcast for this. And uh, I was listening back on it this morning just to kind of take some notes on what our thoughts were back then. And I was just like listening to our wistful conversations of like, you know, oh, the pandemic's just starting. I have all this time for video games. Like Mm -hmm. I'm getting a little stir crazy being in the house all the time. And I'm just like, I feel like I've come back from war or I'm still in the midst of war. And I'm just like, you have no idea what hell awaits you. <laughs> but yeah, so we followed up with Hades mainly because Hades is now out of early access and now has its just full game release. Uh, so it kind of had this second resurgence, at least in the social media sphere, where 
for a while there, my Twitter timeline was just inundated with fan art of Hades, as well as just people being like, yo, this is a sick game. You should play Hades. And so, yeah, we decided to kind of go back and play it again just to see, yeah. you know, what they what they added as well as, you know, just after all this time, it, it doesn't live up to what our prior opinions were. Uh, James, you were the one that originally picked this one. So how about you maybe start us off with your initial thoughts? I mean, you've probably played the most out of, I don't know. I actually don't know. Raphael could have played more, yeah, but I feel I'm like James played hours now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I played a lot back, th- uh, when we first played it, um, and I've played a lot less recently. Um, but I'm at, I'm at, uh, okay. So this says 53 hours playtime, but that's a lie. Um, I have like, because like, I don't know, I feel like steam, like just forgets about hours that you play it just just deletes them after a while i was gonna say james i I feel like you were at 100 hours when we last did the podcast yeah yeah i definitely was (laughs) did you play it on epic at all like did you play it before it transitioned over to steam no okay no i played it uh um pretty close to release on steam um, and so it didn't, but now that I'm thinking back, it did not release 1.0 on Steam. It just, the timed exclusive or whatever was out, but they weren't out of early access. That's how it went down. Yeah. 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 Um, and, um, so I, I, going back to it and seeing what they did for release, um, it, it didn't feel like a a new game it didn't feel different like all of the things that i loved about the game before i still love about the game um there's just i i think that beating a run is more satisfying now because it actually feels like it progresses the story um more than um it did before but um actually i would say that uh uh Raphael has more completion of this game in in a, a, some ways. I think I might have more wins than Raphael does, but um, but yeah. So I guess I should clarify. I didn't play it earlier because I mean, I was following the game and I was like, you know what? I think I'm really gonna enjoy this game, but I'm gonna wait until it's complete. Um, and I did that. And I did have a lot of fun. And yeah, so at this point, I have 100%ed it on Steam. Oh, wow. Achieved my objective. It's insane. <laughs> um, there's still like a few prophecies in, in the game and uh, Skelly's last uh, prize for me to get. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. Holy hell. So that yeah. means you beat you beat extreme measures hades that's nuts yep i think i wow. i beaten him maybe like 3 out of 6 times or something so he beats me half the time still what is so what is extreme measures hades extreme uh, measures it uh is one of the like heat options oh okay can you remind me which 
what that does. So each yeah. level you put into it, it upgrades one of the boss fights. So the first level will upgrade Megara's fight, or the Fury's fight, where basically all three of them participate in the fight. And then like the next level will upgrade the Hydra fight. Um, it mainly like changes the arena, so there's like separate islands in the middle of the arena, and it's way easier to land on the lava. Oh fuck that! Okay. Um, and then, <laughs> like, the next level will upgrade Theseus and the Minotaur, where like the Minotaur has really thick armor and he has like a ton of health and new attacks. Like he does this whirlwind attack where he just spins around for a while. Um, and Theseus has like a chariot and two. Gatling guns. Oh fuck that! And okay. charges around like <laughs> laughing maniacally. <laughs> um, and then the Hades fight, it uh, it makes his summons be like mini bosses. So the summons are actually pretty tough on their own. Um, and then it gives him a third phase where you have reduced vision, and it gives him a healing attack where you know the green jars that like snare you. Um, if you haven't broken those, he can consume them at some point to heal. Ooh. Yeah, so it becomes All a sound really absolutely tough fight. awful. <laughs> but they're so, also really fun. And yeah. like, you know how the music like ramps up in the second phase? Like it ramps up again for the third phase and starts going like heavy metal and it's awesome. <laughs> Holy cow. God, I can't even imagine that. I just feel accomplished if I beat Hades at all. But <laughs> let alone with three phases and a heal. But I guess all the more props to you. I bow down to you. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a challenge. And I think I, I settled on using like the Zeus shield, which is just like the weapon I liked the most. Um, the shield is amazing for boss fights in general because of blocking everything. Right. Yeah. yeah. The shield was the first weapon that I defeated Hades on for the first time. Um, and yes, it was because of that blocking mechanic. Um, at this point, I have defeated Hades five times. So I progressed the story five times through. Um, but uh, they've all been with weapons that I least expected to defeat Hades on, oddly <laughs> enough. Yeah. Um, I... I've I've been trying for so long to do it with the spear and I just can't seem to still get him once with the spear because I don't know the range is just too weird on that weapon I think like the shield is melee but it gives a nice block um the one that I've actually been able to defeat Hades with a couple heat stacks on was uh surprisingly the heart seeker bow was the one I've managed to do that on, um, which I thought that was going to be the last weapon <laughs> that I ever defeated anybody on. Um, but I got some pretty good uh, boon upgrades and Dionysus upgrades with the Heartseeker bow, so I was just able to just constantly kite, um, which is helpful. Um, but probably my favorite run was with the, uh, the Exagriff gun, mainly because I was inspired by this by watching Raphael play at one point, um, where Raphael had the, uh, the, um, the, the upgrade where your special is like five bombs that like land in a spread pattern. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. 
And I think also, didn't you also have like it where your special hits faster or can like launch faster? So you had like speed bonus for the special, but also it was five bombs and also like it was all Dionysus boon upgraded or it was something crazy. Like Raphael would go into a room and like just basically five bomb and the room would clear. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly what I had, but I do remember that I like couldn't see anything because like the circles were just on everything. Yeah, I think there was exactly. also one particular buff that was like, it's like the more you hit something, like the more damage you do with that attack. And since you shoot five, and they don't shoot at the same time, they shoot one after another really fast. It was just like you would instantly stack up this damage too. Like, yeah, just... I think it was like each special hit like makes them take more damage. And then, yeah, the subsequent hits benefited. Yeah, it was insane. But yeah, I did uh, I did one where I used the uh, aspect of Eris, which was like, if you stand in the special blast, your attack damage is uh, multiplied. <laughs> and so and then I got the five bomb spread. So basically, I would just shoot five bombs above me, get like basically a five stack of attack damage and then i also had the one upgrade where you no longer had to reload and you fired in like three burst speeds mm. so basically i would just like shoot myself and then just go around just like gatling gun style just <laughs> and got oh everyone God. in the room that way it was it was the awesome. fastest hades uh defeat <laughs> ever because <laughs> i just was like this is wow <laughs> like that's like the beauty of all these roguelikes and all these different ways like we've played a lot of them recently and there's like the curve right like the difficulty you can feel it it's like mounting throughout the roguelike and it's like being at the curve feels okay being below the curve feels horrible and oppressive and that being above the curve just feels insane like you know it if you can feel that you're just destroying hades fast and you've ever destroyed hades it's like you can't help but fucking smile it's just like you're almost blown away it's like whoa Dude, the damage is crazy. Exactly. Like, like looking up at his health yeah. bar and all you see is just that little margin of white, mm -hmm. but the white is constant. So you just know it's just forever going down and you're just like, ah, yes, yep. <laughs> this yep. is what I've always wanted. Yeah. God, Sometimes that, the biggest be... rush, though, is being behind the curve and still like winning and being like, oh, my God, I wasn't supposed to win there. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Like that yeah, was so right. hard. Dude, it's got to be one of the craziest innovations in games, though, is like that. It's been around forever. It's probably been around since, like, I don't even know, like, the, the cabinet fighting game days. But, like, when you hit someone's health and then it the health doesn't just disappear, it's like that that white. It, like, fills white for a second and that, like, disappears or that, like, you know, it's that indicator where you've already done the damage, but you get to, like, look afterwards and, and feel it and assess it with your eyes. Because that just – so so – like, I know, like, I know we, like, sorry, maybe your favorite roguelike ever was not Risk of Rain, but that's kind of what they go there to is, like, that feeling of ahead of the curve and then just, like, watching the chunks, basically, on the health bar is, like, what people are looking for. That's, like, hit me with that again. Like, like give me the big chunks again. Give me the damage again. <laughs> um, and I feel like that's probably the case here, too, I would imagine, just certain builds where you're like, oh, my God. What the fuck was that? 
Um, yeah, I mean, nothing feels better than like, or or when you like are in a room where you get an Olympian boon at the end, and then the boons flash up, and one of them's like an epic boon that just is like you know is just gonna deal wonders. So you're just like, hell yeah, let's go! Yeah. I'm yep. so good. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like it's it's like I guess like the the last thing I'd say on the curve thing is like a, a perfect example is a slay the spire where like you get to a bonfire and you can rest which is get some health back or you can like upgrade one of your cards and become stronger and if you fall behind the curve and you just start healing all the time like you're just fucked like you're not necessarily fucked like sometimes you're gonna have to heal but like you can feel when you're just losers losing like the cycles going against you like the machine is going against you and you just have to constantly rest and you're just getting screwed and alternatively the other way is true in roblox as well where you can feel like oh my god not only am i stomping but i'm using my ability to stomp to stomp harder to stomp harder still to stomp harder still and then you just skyrocket out of control like to the point where it's just ridiculous um, I feel like Hades does a pretty good job of avoiding that trap where you have to throw resources at just not dying. Like, there's actually not that many things you can do aside from just play more carefully. Mm. The one thing you can do, well, there's a couple, but like you can avoid extra challenge that would give you extra reward. I suppose. That, like, yeah. But, like, yeah, like it doesn't like screw you. But and you can like most of those extra challenges are actually like for between run things, so it's not really screwing over your run. It's just you're not gonna get as many darkness perk upgrades afterwards or something. Yeah. Right, and I think that's what I that's what I like about Hades that other roguelikes don't necessarily do, which is like even in loss there are storylines that progress. So I just always feel like I'm going forward. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And so it is like, even though you're like, oh, damn, like I, I died. You're like, okay, well now I can talk to Achilles and see where his storyline is going or I can talk to Nyx. Um, I, I really appreciate that because it just definitely beats, like it kind of numbs that disappointment that you initially feel i'm like you know oh man i was this close this time but you know it the story still goes on in some way yeah i think one of my favorite parts of that was like you die to the minotaur and hypnos is like hey did you get his autograph <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, it's always nice when Hypnos is, like, goading you into being like, oh, you died of natural causes. Or like, oh, looks like Theseus <laughs> got you again. He's so strong. <laughs> like, yeah. <you. laughs> yeah, just, like, people's reaction to you there is so awesome. Where it's, like, it's I don't want to say it's, like, nonchalant, but it is kind of like they looked up from their book and they're like, huh? At it again, eh? And you're just like, hey, come on. Like, <laughs> which is, like, perfect for your character, too. Yeah, I feel like they added a lot since when I played in on the Epic Games Store, like when it first first came out in that area, like a lot around like making sure the because they always had the, the the sort of hooks of like, we're going to build this like this way where the world reacts to you and how you died and sort of like acknowledges your experience in a way that roguelikes just don't, at least from my experience. I'm sure some do, but like very few do. Um, 
but like i feel like or just it it does it very negatively like darkest dungeon where it's like all of you guys died in that last one now watch as your whole team goes mad and you're like fuck (laughs) no (laughs) yeah exactly oh god fucking darkest dungeon i saw a fucking teaser trailer for darkest dungeon 2 and it was just it was basically just the announcer talking more and I was like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> yep, I, I saw the Reddit post of that and everyone's comments were just like, is the is the original narrator coming back? Yes? yes. Cool, I'll buy it. It's like, Confidence surges as the enemies crumble. Just like, yeah. yes. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, I had so much fun uh, with the, the, uh, the description of that podcast just because I just threw in like my favorite quotes and I was just looking through all the quotes from that game. But anyways, yes. No, but I feel yeah. like they added so much more to the the outside of game story and like the interactions and the characters and stuff like and then i think that's really a cool a cool way to build out a game like this and like it definitely like gives this sense of progression in a roguelike sense that isn't just like the more traditional so like i guess like way back in the day roguelikes gave you no progression and then some started to give you like RPG style progression, sort of like the mirror where you get stronger, you get more death defines, you get more shit like that. And now they're doing story progression too. So this is like another level of roguelike progression that I think is just really, really well done. And it's it's cool to see it in a much more mature form. Um, yeah. I think honestly that aspect of the game just like totally blew me away. Like the way that, the story is so well integrated with the mechanics and the layout of the game is just like, how did they even come up with this? It's yeah. Just... And it like fits what? in with the mythology and stuff so well yep. at, too. It's like, yeah, it's a it's really amazing. Well, and it's also so dense because I'm going to be real with you guys. It took a lot of runs for me to get my first Hades victory. Like I... I think it took 48 attempts for me, like, and, but all 48 of those attempts, not once did I go back into the house of Hades and start getting like repeat dialogue at all. Like no matter what stuff was still progressing in some way. And like, in a way you could see how some conversations were kind of stalemating in a way. But, like, I never got repeat dialogue. They always had something new to say to me each and every time. And even though in the back of my head I'm going, like, well, it's not supposed to take this long to, like, get the story going. Like, I still appreciate that, like, it allows for people of my ability, I guess, who take a little bit longer to maybe achieve victory, that they still make the game refreshing and new. Like that that's just astounding to me that they just had that much variation. I yeah. don't think yeah. I got repeat either. Um, although I did get to the point where the game said there are no more new messages for you to hear. <laughs> 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 where like as, as you escape after you get past uh seeing Persephone, it just like has this little story about like Prince Zagreus was like walking up to persephone's farm and he uh zigged instead of zagging and fell off the cliff (laughs) oh no yeah and uh at some point it says uh oh i don't have any more ways that zagreus died but like just i'm sure he did anyway (laughs) just trust me how crazy would it actually be if they just it's probably anti-fun but if it actually ended 
Like, he actually just made it there. And they're like, all right, game over. Roll credits. Like, that would be just fucking <laughs> wild. Yeah. If it just just ended for, like, it, it, it. I don't know. I mean, he does get out. Like, that's, you do get out, but you can't stay out because you're tied to death. <clears throat> right, so then that's... you're just on this constant, like, game of telephone between your dad and your mom, just being like, Mom, Dad said blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, you tell him blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, I'm dying again. Bye, Mom. <laughs> and you go to Dad, and you're like, Dad, Mom said this. Well, you tell her I said this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This whole game is a whole thing of telephone. That's how I feel between Achilles and Patroclus. Like Patroclus, yeah. Achilles wants to like, wants you to know that he misses you. Well, you can tell him I don't think about him at all. I'm like, okay, well, you two can sort this out yourself. <laughs> I'm gonna go to dad. <laughs> I think that's also one of the things that was really interesting about it is like because the dialogue is like between runs and you have to like, sort of like do another run to get the next round of dialogue in, in one of these like storylines um it actually like spreads it out in a way that allows you to develop more emotional attachment to it like it's like yeah i got all the way to elysium to see patroclus so that i could give him the message from achilles right um and then like finally getting to the point where like they get to see each other again it was just like really gratifying mm. right. i think some of these things um like their triggers were added to the game after I stopped playing it as much. And so I need to play it a lot more to like get stuff to progress. Cause like you mentioned like how to get, um, <clears throat> uh, what's her name? Persephone, uh, to come back. And I was like, wait a minute, but I've definitely done that. Um, and, uh, it still hasn't happened. Uh, yeah. I think it, it's probably implemented like the, the dialogue things where it's just, you have to go through 10 of the dialogues with her. Right. And you only get the right. dialogue when you win after she's actually added to the game, I guess. <laughs> right. right. I would actually say like, this is a risky thought, but I would just consider as a thought experiment in your mind restarting your save i'm not sure if it makes sense for you um having put so much time in the game but i think for someone like me who played it really 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 early on like it might make sense for me um it's just one of those things that i i've seen a lot of people restart their saves and really enjoy it like and watching it all the way from the beginning now in it's more complete state so something to consider <laughs> i don't know if it has save mm. slots or something like if you could start a new one and see from it there. does have it does it does slots. yeah so that'd be nice yeah um, but it's something to consider because um, I yeah because I would say like I think I lost a lot of the potential enjoyment with this game by playing so many hours early on like before this stuff was here and I get the sense that from the very start now in its current state it like just compels you in that way so you might there might be stuff along the way that like technically you've already achieved but you haven't actually seen um, that you might enjoy seeing. So something to consider. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's Thank that's you. just yeah. always the bane of like early access, right? Like there is the potential that there's a lot of these people who just had started the game, stopped playing it, and then they're picking it back up after, you know, six, 12 months. And they're just like, you know, what more is there? I don't understand. Or like, or it's just like more like few and far between for sure. Yeah. Hearing that it makes me like really glad that I did stick to that choice to like wait until it was released because I, I've like played a few games in early access and I mean early access as a general concept I don't have any problems with it seems great for some things um, but I noticed that like games I played in early access I would sort of revisit them like when they'd gotten more updates or when they'd released and I'd enjoy it a little bit but it like wasn't the same as like playing a brand new game on release and I really wanted to make sure I still got that so it's like I don't necessarily want to be able to play a game several times but I do want the time that I play it to feel really good yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about that a lot with Baldur's Gate uh, it's a game that just yeah. released in early access Absolutely. it's made from the people who made Divinity Original Sin and Divinity Original Sin 2 those games are fucking rad and so I'm just looking at it like having learned my lesson just generally with early access games and I'm like, I'm waiting all the fucking way. I don't even need, cause like, I don't even need to see it. I don't even need to be like, oh, cool. Like there's always that a cool aspect of like, wow, the game's in development. And actually from that aspect, um, having like watched Hades' growth, like gives me an even greater appreciation for this like whole team because every single time they released an update and i checked in which i didn't check in for every update but every single time i did it was super polished like super clean almost felt like a well thought out milestone like it felt like it fit together in a complete way it just didn't have that much and then it had more and then it had more and then it had more um whereas not all early access games were necessarily like that um but this one they just they had such a elegance to the way they did that process and to the way that they built their game to show it to people every time. Um, so that was super cool. Um, so that like, you know, window behind game dev is pretty cool. That being said, yeah, like I feel like the strat is wait if you possibly can. <laughs> That's just my theory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think what I did is I, I, I bought it while it was in early access because I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to like it. I like everything else Supergiant Games has done. So I'm going to support them in this period, but I'm going to wait to actually play it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Plus the title screen, bro. Pretty fucking cool. Underrated. People don't talk about that enough, but just the, the, like, the way the Hades goes, Shoo! and then like, the music starts right across the fucking screen. Oh, gets me every time. Oh, yeah. Every the soundtrack time. to this game, every time I hear it. Like, yeah. Raphael touched briefly on it, but like, the Hades final boss music gets me so amped every single mm. time I face him and it gets to that second phase and it just gets to this faster heavy metal and you're like, ooh, all the stakes are on the table now. We're going. <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> like, I fucking love it. It it pumps me up so much. They, God, Darren Korb just does such a great job with music. I just, I wish I was him because every single one of his soundtracks are just golden. But yeah. uh, yeah, like or like uh, I think another one of my favorites is like the uh, Bone Hydra boss music. 
always gets me going as well, where it's just like, let's slay some heads. Hell yeah. The dialogue let's go learning. The Bone <laughs> too is so good. <laughs> hiss if you want me to kill you. Hisses every time. <laughs> yeah. That's, see, that's another thing. Like, I, I love kind of the pseudo meta commentary this game also does. Like, we were talking about how unique the dialogue is. But I think it's also cool that they added kind of touches of flavor text depending on like the weapons that you use or depending on like the boons you might have and whatnot. Like um, at one point, like I think, well, one of my favorites is actually when Hypnos is trying to get you to give him uh, Asterius's autograph. And you go to face Asterius and Theseus, and you're like, hey, Asterius, can you, like, give me your autograph for this? And Theseus is just like, well, I can give you my autograph now. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not talking to you. Asterius, do you want? And he's just like, we'll figure it out after. Like, I just, I love that flavor text so much. It's so great. Um, or, like, uh, when I first faced Hades, I had the shield, but it was specifically the aspect of Zeus and uh yes. and Hades specifically was just like, you know, oh, you're using my brother's weapon now, are you? Like, mm-hmm. well, let's see who the better brother is. And then I defeated him and he's just like, Oh, my brother. And I was just like, Ooh, that's that's good. I love that. Like that's just like a little bit of flavor text that they didn't need to add. Cause There's you slay an- him either way, but it's just like I don't know, yeah. they just had to add the slight caveat that it's just like oop but this is kind of slightly more personal because it's his brother (laughs) there is another really cool one uh where if you have the chaos aspect of the shield of chaos like the one with the big purple eye and you visit chaos they'll say like oh i i've gotten like firsthand glimpses of your domain now that you're like carrying around my eye and you're like oh i didn't (laughs) thought about it that way (laughs) (laughs) creepy Yeah. yeah Yeah, it's it's full of flavor, like, but it's not, just, dude. It's yeah. also the tone, though. Like they could have they could have gone like really intense with this tone, and it could have just been like really gritty or whatever. But it's so not. It's so playful and fun and sarcastic. Like, that's I feel like a huge part of why this is like like all the flavor so delightful is because it just it'll make you smile. It's not just like, you know, God of War tone over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I remember when I right. first started playing, I was a little like, "Boy, is, is, do I really like Zagreus's voice acting?" Like at first, because I was like, "He's so very, he's like really mild, I guess, about a lot of stuff." Um, but I, mean, I guess partly that's because he's kind of trying to make fun of things. Um, but over the course of the game, I I really grew to enjoy it a lot more. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's a sarcastic teen, a little bit older potentially, but like generally, that's his role in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. The, um, <clears throat> also, was the um, are the Olympian duos an addition? I don't remember that in early access as much. Um, because I also like the Olympian duo interactions that happen on occasion, where it's like. <laughs> If you happen to have, um, like, one of my favorites is, like, if you have Dionysus, but you also have Artemis, like, 
Artemis is like trying to be like all business, then Dionysus just comes here and like, hey, Artemis, just, you know, kick back, relax, why don't you? And like their duo boon is like insanely good together. Um, like I think it's like part like hunting party or something like that. It's... Is it like hangover gives you extra crit chance or something? Right, yeah. So basically I had like mainly Dionysus boons, but then had a couple art like I think I had Artemis's call at that point. But then basically since all of the hangover gave me crit chance, I was just like critting all over the place because oh of my it. Gosh. But that like, I don't know. Sick. Like, I also think that's a playful. I don't remember that when we last played being as evident. Um, maybe I didn't reach that part in the story, but I don't even think it's a story aspect as much either. Are you um, referring but... to specifically when you go into a room and it's like two boons, but you have to pick one and then you get both? Or you... No, okay. I'm talking like, uh, so like you'll approach a boon. So like in this instance, it was an Artemis boon. So I picked up, I picked it up. I was expecting to just get three Artemis boons, but Artemis specifically called out the fact that I had a Dionysus boon on me at the time. Mm. And then Dionysus comes in and he's just like, let's pair up. Like, let's do yeah, something. So, <laughs> so uh, all of the God pairs, um, if you have a boon of each type of each God, you have a chance of getting a duo boon. Um, which like combines the the themes of each god into one um, <clears throat> boon, and it's it's either a super powerful effect or completely useless <laughs> based <laughs> on your build. <laughs> yeah, I think another good one I had was like Dionysus and Zeus together, which was like. Any person who stands in festive fog also gets struck by lightning multiple times. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. no, I think I had a boon that was like, if your foe is struck by lightning, it has a chance to hit twice. So those that duo boon plus the Zeus boon of getting struck by lightning twice, like basically all of the festive fog was just like a thunderstorm. It was great. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, there's That's another awesome. Zeus. I think it's Zeus and Demeter. Um, where your bloodstones lying on the ground will cause lightning strikes around them. Yeah. And so that one's really nice because, like, in boss fights in particular, like, you'll cast a bunch and they'll pop out and you'll be dodging around. And meanwhile, they're doing lightning strikes before you're able to pick them up again. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really like that touch though that they kind of have like a like a kind of bonus duo boon on top of all the other Olympian boons that you can get. Um, I feel like that's kind of like the game, right? It's like how many different ways can we have these things interact in a unique way? Whether they be characters, whether they be abilities, it's like just dialogue, you know, that comes from it. Just it just permeates the whole game. It's just it's like you know when when someone says like. Well, we could do unique dialogue for that, but it's going to be like infinite nearly. It's going to be end to the whatever, you know, and then they're like, and that's why we didn't do it. They were like, that's why we're going to do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it leads to here. They're like, well, you can't just like combine all the boons because that's going to be like 15 extra things that we're going to have to dialogue. Like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're doing that. It's on the list. Like you wait. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's 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 really cool. It just kind of, again, it just adds that other aspect. And like, the duo boons are more rare to come by. 
Um, and damn, once you find a duo that you like so much, you're like, I will never see this again in my life. <laughs> like, well, yeah. So, um, I think it's like the second to last mirror thing. Um, it will increase, uh, was it the epic chance? But if you flip it to the other side, it will increase the duo leg and legendary chance. And that actually gives you a Ooh. pretty good chance of getting duos and legendaries. Ooh. All right. Um, it it sounds small, like it. I think it's plus ten percent. Um, but but you that's get a like few each tries. of the three. Yeah, that's like for each boon, right? So. I think so. They they seem to show up quite a bit once I started using that. And also, um, the the reroll, um, the other side of reroll is that you can reroll uh, the boons that a god offers you. Um, which gives you more chances of getting that. <clears throat> yep. Instead of re-rolling the rooms that are offered. Gotcha. Yeah, and so, like, so. that's the other side of progression here, is that, like, and they've had this since forever, but the mirror, like, is the system that's designed to, like, raise all water levels over time. Like, that's, like, the outside-of-game yeah. RPG. So, like... You know, when you're sitting there being like, fuck, I can't believe it's going to take me 40 tries to get to fucking anywhere. It's like the, the mirror is slowly lifting you like it's got you. And eventually you get to where Raphael's where he's like, yeah, man, every two seconds, there's just an amazing boon here. And I don't even know what to do with myself, but I'm just killing everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, yeah, they also progress in that way, too. So there's just progression everywhere all over this roguelike, which is super cool. And it definitely makes it feel like like you guys are saying, like you guys are progressing and like there's something to do and even with failing. Do you guys find, one of the one of my favorite parts of Dead Cells was that there was this mechanic where you could like unlock weapons and you could do so by killing certain enemy types and like with a special item. So you'd use one of your slots and then you'd like run in there and you'd have to like kill this guy Um and like you'd look at the different enemy types and figure out the one you want. So I need to kill this particular archer in the third stage and then I need to make it to the end. And typically like you'd have this thing where it's like you can't take any damage or something. So it becomes this like really intense like dash to get to the end of the stage in order to salvage this weapon, which then you can unlock for all of your runs. So you could permanently increase what you can do and what you can receive and find in the world. And it's awesome. Um, but then what it does is in the middle of that run, all of a sudden, or potentially you could do it from the start as well if you had the intentionality of it, you're not running to beat the game in that particular instance. You're running to achieve this sub-goal. Like, I'm not trying to win. I'd love to win, but I'm just trying to kill this guy and take his fucking weapon to the end so that I can unlock it. Does this game for you guys have those, like, secondary runs where you're, like, not necessarily trying to win? You're not trying to lose, but you have, like, an alternative goal. Like, I'm trying to get to here, or I'm trying to do it in this way, or I'm trying to pick up these boons. Is anything like that here that, like, shakes up the runs? The prophecies do that for sure if you try to go after them. Um, yeah. Because they'll basically definitely... be, like, try every, like, Daedalus augment for this weapon. And you'll be missing a few, and you can try try to like go out of your way to get them. Um, yeah. Right, because some Daedalus augments are like not as valuable as others. 
Like, I think the same is like with a couple like chaos boons. Yeah. Where it's like, get all the chaos boons. And you're like, well, do I want the one that like has me like take negative 30 damage every time I attack? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the those things definitely cause me to play suboptimally in a way that I wouldn't otherwise because I want to fill out those uh, prophecies. Um, but also just like the kind of out-of-game progression stuff. Um, like uh, it choosing specific rooms like... I, I want to do a darkness run this time. Like, I'm just going to go for as much darkness as possible, um, regardless of how far I get, uh, because I'm trying to unlock the next level of this mirror thing. Um, but um, I, I mean, I don't think that I'm, like, looking for... Or... Or I'm like trying to get, trying to to find this one encounter um, to progress that piece of the story, but those things you just kind of have to hope to find. You're not like, you're not like you can't you can't exactly map out a run in this game. Uh, and because yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I feel like yes, there is stuff that is done to shake it up, but. It never felt like it did to me in Dead Cells, where it's like, this run is specifically for getting an item, and then it has no more purpose. Like, I'm just going to die or whatever to end the run. Like, that never happened to me in Hades. There was always, like, maybe I'll, like, try to go for that, but, like, I'm still going to try to get as far as I can and still enjoy that part of it. And... I like that. I think that's a, that's a good change from what Dead Cells had. It seems like from what... So I've watched a bunch of people play this every once in a while here and there because you can't escape it on the internet, uh, hmm. even if you try. Um, but it sounds like maybe you guys have had this experience too. Uh, but it seems like they really love to basically put carrots on the end of just different playstyles and like unique things. Like, oh... You could use this weapon, which you think you hate, but yeah, the dark thirst really helps with that too. Yeah, like do you guys follow that? You're like, fuck it, like they'll yeah, choose the weapons. I think, I think I followed dark thirst right up until uh, extremer measures, the like super Hades fight, and at that point <laughs> I was like, fuck it, shield all the way. <laughs> Block up in this bitch. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I never really followed Dark Thirst all that much, only because I was trying, at least when I was trying to defeat Hades for the very first time, I was focusing on one weapon. But then, literally, like, after doing, like, five attempts with the spear and coming short every time, I was like, fuck it, we'll do a run with the heart-seeking bow because I need practice, and then I defeated him. So, like, <laughs> at that point, it's just like... I don't know, like, yeah, it, I, I guess like there are like slight, I don't know if I'd call them carrots at the end of the stick, stick though. It's like, it's just kind of like you, I don't know. I, I do like the versatility, 
how versatile the play styles are just specifically with like the augments with the Daedalus hammer where it's just like you can get any weapon to really work the way you want it to and once I realize that like I'm following the dark thirst now where I'm just like yeah we'll do a shield run yeah we'll do a gun run like we'll figure it out yeah that's awesome that's funny you say that Zoe I'm pretty sure the first time I beat Hades was with the bow and I also felt like I was terrible with the bow and I was like I just I need to play this more and then I was like oh I I won oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah once the once the pressure's off you're just like oh well uh I'm here like awkward I think but like also like what I also like though with the different weapons is just it really has you approach each room in a different way because up until then Mm -hmm. and I was listening back like when I did this podcast in April, I was like, ooh, the twin fists are my favorite because it's just all up in your face, dealing a bunch of damage and dashing all over the place. Mm-hmm. And the bow forces you to like not do that. <laughs> the bow is essentially yeah. just like, well, so unless. <laughs> the, the way that I beat Hades with the bow, I think the first time was I got the Daedalus one that makes the main fire shoot like at a fan of three. And then I got the mm-hmm. other Daedalus enchantment that makes it charge slower, but explode. And so I would mm. just dash in their face and shotgun them with three blasts. <laughs> <laughs> See, play styles for everyone. Shotgun bow. Oh, shit. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, I mean, like, I I became successful with all of my Hades runs once I learned to go into each area and like actually plan out my method of attack as opposed to just going in guns blazing just trying to dive headlong into five enemies deal a bunch of damage maybe take some damage but then somewhat come out like instead and i think this is emphasized with the butterfly pendant which is like one of the trinkets you can bring along with you which is like if you don't take damage in a room you gain two percent attack damage i think yeah um like i would honestly just equip that just to give me that motivation of like we're gonna go into this and we're gonna go into it smart so then it's like you know you're you're not diving headlong anymore you're just simply like scoping out and then you're like okay i'll special here dash once shoot here dash another time and once i learned to play the game like that like that's how I was able to defeat Hades another, like, four times. Although I do admit, like, the Hades boss battle comes around and then it's more, like, panic screaming than, like, yeah. the other boss fights that I do where it's just more, like, tactful. <laughs> Hades boss fights are definitely just, like, fuck, 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 dodge! Fuck, 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 Like, <laughs> that's just always how it's going to be for me. <laughs> yeah, you mean you don't have the 97th dodge, like, planned? Like... <laughs> I mean, like, I just have to pray that I get the Dionysus boon for the cast, which is like that festive fog. And it's just like doing the festive fog plus the um, Hermes enchantment, which is like hold shift to cast rapidly. So then it's just basically just like rapid cast all the festive fog and just dodge everywhere on the map. And that's how you defeat him. Maybe take some pot shots if he's like, you know, stuck in one place for a little bit. But otherwise, it's just panic screaming. 
Yeah, that's definitely the Hades fight one until like I mean that that was the Hades fight for a long time. Like I I've now gotten there a bunch of times, so I'm a little bit more like confident at it, but there's some runs where that is just the entire fight for me. It's just like, ah, (laughs) dude, it reminds me of fucking when I used to play violin as a kid, like when you're thinking about learning a song, you could start from the beginning every single time, but then you'll be like amazing at the beginning and you'll just like choke at the end. And like, that's definitely what I did as a kid. And we're like, was looking at it and I was like, I should probably start halfway through the song. And just, like, see. And that's just, like, if you think about it from that perspective, that's just something roguelikes just do not allow. Like, they force you to play the song from the beginning. Uh, well, to... so actually, like, uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer is a roguelike with a relatively similar, like, and I guess it doesn't have, it's more roguelike in that there's less between game, between run progression. But it has, like, this practice area where it's, like, okay, you pick an enemy, like, you pick a boss, and you just do that fight. Um, and I think that's something that Hades could actually benefit from. I think, I guess the problem is, unlike literally everything else in the game, it doesn't, like, how would you fit that into the lore? It's like, hey, dad, want to just, like, fight now? Right, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, no, I have contracts to sign. It could be dreams or something. Hey, dad, let's practice. And he's just like, no. <laughs> why yeah, would i yeah, help yeah. you it could be him like yeah like dreaming like play fighting like he's like legs twitching and shit and they're just like god he's dreaming about getting oh. out of here again just like yeah <laughs> i guess there's like that one point in the story where you sleep and then the bed is useless the rest of the time they could they could reclaim the bed to have dream fights <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah i if there was anyone that could find a way these guys would find a way <laughs> like for sure yeah i dude it's it's just <clears throat> It's awesome to hear that that there can be a second wave of like value and enjoy out of this game from you guys. Like that's super cool. Um, just because like I don't know. Like I I think it's like we, we we you know I don't know. Everybody wants the new shit, man. And I guess this game got to be the new shit like multiple times, um, and we was just deserving of it. And that's awesome. Um, I was really really nervous when this game first came out in early access that. Like, it wasn't going to get any release fanfare because people would have already seen it along the journey just somewhere. Um, and so it was really awesome and exciting to see it got the fanfare. And it got the fanfare, like, multiple times. Like, even back when we did our first podcast, I think it had gotten a lot of fanfare then. And then it, like, 1.0 release and it got bigger fanfare then. It's just, like, so it's just, it's really awesome. Um, I'm sure we're all fans of Supergiant games. I don't know. I would imagine. But, yeah, like, it's... it's. I mean, I think it also helps also that, like... I don't think Hades was in early access and available on the Switch, but it's available on the Switch now that it's out of early access. So, like, that's just a whole new player base. Mm, yeah, Switch that's and Steam, being introduced. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I, I think that maybe helps some. Um, at least, like, most of the people that I saw who were like, whoa, guys, have you heard of this game called Hades? It's awesome. Like, recently are people who like who are playing it on the switch um which i don't even know how you begin to play that game on the switch i don't even want to think about it 
Much like uh, yeah. our discussion in our April podcast, uh, mouse and keyboard is the way to go. Um, yeah, I will stand by this. Their whole blurb on how playing with a controller is recommended. Fuck that. Not true. <laughs> and yet somehow, like, this speedrunner that I watched get a, a seven, like, 745? Seven minutes, 45 seconds beating Hades What run or something like that. What? Yeah. So for speedrunning, they use, they use the in-game clock, which pauses a lot. Um, like when you're looking at boons, it pauses. Um, okay. Maybe between floors, it pauses. Um, yeah, if, if you use the um, Pact of Punishment, the one with a time limit, uh, then you can see like when it's pausing or not. I yeah. think also when you go into your settings in general, I think there's an option to like show timer in yeah. rooms or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, There is generous auto aim um, on the controller, that's for sure. Like it, it'll, if you get used to it, you can like oh, hit maybe things that's it. that you could just miss on a mouse. But well, I was actually turning on and off auto aim quite a bit. Like it, it still auto aims on mouse and keyboard, I think. Yeah, it does some. Yeah, I and bet it's. It was less like depending on, on like what the weapon was that I would turn it on or off. Like I would keep it on for melee weapons usually, but then I'd turn it off for the bow or something. Um, because often I didn't want to aim like right at an enemy. I wanted to aim where it would like hit something on one side of the projectile and something else for the rack. Oh. Yeah, you'd split the difference there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he plays on controllers, so I have no idea how that works because it feels awful to me. Playing <laughs> I was going to say, I played, I played one run with the controller thinking that maybe that's the route I'd want to go, and I, I don't think I even reached like the first boss. I just quit like after the third room because I was like, no. This is too much. I can't. <laughs> Plus, like, you played it on controller, but it's an probably an extra step to play it on the Switch because, like, those analog sticks are not as precise as I would like them to be. Their form factor is sweet, mm. but, like, it's a struggle to be really precise yeah. with those things. So, Agreed. like, yikes. Plus, you're holding the fucking thing. I don't know. Holding the fucking thing just makes me less accurate. I'm telling you guys. I'm just thinking of how small the screen is. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I like having the larger screen in front of me to be able to, like, scope out enemies. I don't know. It's just, it's funny because, like, we're thinking from an optimal perspective, but I bet you that person was like, fuck it, I'll just play Hades on the Switch. And then they were playing it like, dude, this is fucking fun. And then, like, you know, and they have zero thoughts of optimal. And we're sitting there like, (laughs) you have no idea how hard I've tried. To beat this boss, <laughs> like, like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. come on, <laughs> give me this, would you? Fuck, um, yeah, that's, but dude, it's the same shit with like, okay, like, I feel like people playing stuff on the Switch is our like, in the realm of hardcore gamers, which we all are, like, and I would consider some Switch players to be hardcore gamers and some not, but like, it's that like adjacent territory to us. Like, it's us looking at that and being like, wait, you're playing on the Switch? That seems so fucking hard. It's like I I can see that, but I cannot even fathom the motherfuckers that play shit like this on phones and iPads. Um, and they do, and they do. So maybe not this game in particular, but people play hardcore ass games on like mobile and iPad like 
all day long. And I'm just like, what? Like, they play, like, competitive, like, battle royale games like PUBG and stuff and Fortnite and things. Can you imagine playing a game? Do you guys remember PUBG? You run for, like, 30 minutes without finding anyone, and then you have one gun battle and you die, and sometimes you get shot in the side of the head. If my one gun battle... That sounds like exactly the same experience that I would have on the phone, to be honest. Oh, exactly. Except, <laughs> except... No, no, no. Except... That the one crucial moment of excitement where you're trying to hit that guy, you're literally incapable because <laughs> you're on yeah. a fucking phone. And so whereas in when I'm playing, sometimes I beat that guy. Sometimes. I, I don't know. It's I'm sure there's right. auto-aim and whatever else. And maybe they're in their own lobbies with just other phones and stuff. But but I'm just saying like where there's a will, there's a fucking way with people in games. So it's, it's just crazy. Like I remember going over to a family friend's house and there was like, you know, some – a 12 year old kid there or whatever and he was playing like everything on his ipad and it was just like whoa like you do this yeah and he's just looking at me like what's a gaming computer and it's like <laughs> i don't know like <laughs> i don't know how to dialogue with you friend um it's like your iphone but it's bigger <laughs> he's like a mouse bro i'm waiting for vr i'm like okay fine but like you know it's it's just uh it's one of those just crazy things that like people, you know, where there's a will, there's a fucking way. Um, so I guess people are just picking up on the switch. Like, yo, check this shit out. And you're like, okay, cool. That's awesome. Good for you. Insane. So is there any like quality of life changes that you guys have noticed with this game that you're appreciative that they did? Cause I have one. Go for which it. Which would what, be the, yours? I find the River of Sticks area to be so much more bearable now than it was in early access. Um, predominantly with the Temple of Sticks. No, the Temple of Sticks. Okay. Uh, with the place with the poison. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I find that so much more bearable because they've made the change now where if you get poisoned but the room is cleared, it automatically gets rid of all the poison around you as well as cures you of the poison, hmm. which I'm just super appreciative of because in the past, it'd like do that kind of semi-slow motion when you clear the room, but then you'd still be taking damage because you're poisoned. And then you're like, oh shit, gotta run. Like, gotta cure myself. Hmm. Um, but they didn't do that. Like the, every time you clear a room, it automatically cures you of the poison now. And I am so happy that they did that. I wish it they would do that, that with the lava so and asphodel. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you, you how many times I've gone to like get on one of the boats to go to the next room and instead like slightly miscalculated and I'm standing in the lava next to like and the take room like 30 transfer damage. system. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you dash in there, you're like, God damn it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's so bad when you get the uh when you get the Hermes boon that is like every time you dash become sturdy and gain movement speed at the end of your dash. Oh yeah, like a hundred percent movement speed or something. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's like a exactly. Just and like getting that lava. I was gonna say getting that in <laughs> Asphodel is the worst because I've I've learned to never accept that boon until I get to uh Elysium. Because I always end up getting it in Asphodel, and I'm like, hell yeah, I'll take that. And it's like I go to dash just to like a neighboring island in Asphodel and just eat myself into the lava. And I'm like, no, 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 backtrack, no. Dude, James, that reminds me of when we were playing BPM. Uh, 
Oh God! There, it's just a, it's just a uh, it's a roguelike where you match your shots and your reloads to the beat of a metal music, which is pretty sick as an idea. And there's just like yeah, it's like you can get stats in the game, right? So you can get like ability up or attack up or range up, like, and they're generally all very cheap to get. And if you have the currency to get it, you should just get it. And so it's just like it's just like oh, it's a stat. They presented me a stat. I'm buying that. It's over. That's not, we're not even gonna talk about it. Except yeah, movement speed. They're strict speed. upgrades. Yeah, they're strict except upgrades. Except speed. for movement yeah. speed, which <clears throat> you would think would be a strict upgrade unless you send yourself off ledges or try to do some of the uh, platforming puzzles they have in the game. And it's so fucking hard <laughs> when you're like shooting across the fucking screen. So you're like, I'm trying to jump just like a normal yeah. distance and I'm just rocketing across this fucking thing. And I'm like, yeah. James and I were arguing basically. Like when we were, he was watching me play, I was like, James, I'm not taking this movement speed. And he's like, dude, it's a strict upgrade. I'm like, no, James, this one sucks. <laughs> I hate this one. So yeah, just, yeah, it's true. Movement speed is sometimes a little questionable in these games. Um, the reason why I wanted you to get the movement speed was I wanted you to f- train yourself to be more precise mm, thanks <laughs> thank you sensei um <laughs> oh it was, it was fucking awful it was fucking awful i still get hit to the bats but that's a different story but yeah it was fucking awful the movement speed the game is sick the game was sick i agreed yeah the movement speed yeah. was some real trash i i love just quick tangent on that game i mean by, by a very quick just it's the they break the reloads into multiple parts so it's not like in Valorant or anything like that or every other game where you press R and then they do the thing like pull the clip out, put it back in, no, pull the ball back, okay, done. And it takes like a second and a half. No, it's like if you have like a revolver or everything, you have to put in every single bullet with another. But it's not like some crazy – there was this one game fucking Adam showed me where you had to like like look up all the individual keybinds for a reload. It's not like that. It's not like you're pressing like R, T, Y, U or whatever. It's just R a bunch of times and you learn it. So it's like, okay, the revolver, I have to press R seven times, one to pull it out, one for each bullet. But then you have to do each piece of the reload to the beat. So you're sitting there like, like reload, 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 reload. And it's just like, it's, it's just this like chanting of the beat as you're playing it. And it's actually pretty legit. Um, especially because there's like certain gun combos where you can do it on beat or you can do it on the off beats as well. So you can either do it like, you know, I, I'm going to mess up all the music terms, but you can either do it like, you know, I think like in quarter notes or in eighth notes. So like twice as fast. And so what I would do is I would shoot really like like consistently and slow on the fourth beats, like just shot, 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 reload, 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 the, 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 the shot, shot, shot. And you like just make this like, it was just, oh my God, it's delightful. So anyways, fun fact, roguelikes, you know, they're out there. You can't escape them. <laughs> They'll find you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Let's see. So I want to hear- is- really cool oh no, sorry yeah. i just want to say yeah, one yeah. thing about that game that game is really cool um but i kind of want to see bpm2 mm-hmm. like like i feel like bpm1 is the tech demo for bpm2 <laughs> i could definitely see that it was very bare bones um but what they had and it was pretty uh-huh. cool and we definitely had those same roguelike feelings sometimes where it's like I just think I'm so far ahead of the curve that the only thing I should do right now is just go to the boss. Like, even fighting a yeah. side room could introduce the chance that I could die, whereas there's no chance I kill this boss because I have a chain you gun don't kill the boss. that does yeah. percentage damage or some nonsense. Like, it just it's just better than everything I could possibly get. And there's, like, always that temptation, yeah. too, because you're like, oh, I've never seen that gun before. 
I should try that. And you're like, but I have the most powerful gun ever. There's no way that fucking pistol I've never seen before is better than this thing. And it's not, by the way. Um, yeah, so something I wanted to ask you guys about is that I have heard nothing about the sword. Do you guys like the sword? So yes. I hated the sword at first. Like as soon as I got the spear, I was like, this is just a better sword. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. But actually, so I think this is one of the things that they don't really explain well in the game is that like the sword and the shield both rely on you knocking enemies into barriers for damage. Mm -hmm. um, and once you realize that, and there's like two specific moves with the sword that do that, then you can really abuse it and it becomes quite powerful. Um, and knocking enemies away like actually interrupts their attacks and stuff as well. So it, it's powerful defensively. Um, yeah. And actually, there's, I think, one of my favorite builds is the money sword, which is where you get 5% of your gold as bonus damage on your sword attacks. And then you just hoard gold like a, like crazy. Like <laughs> gold rooms are the best rooms because it's like <laughs> an extra five damage permanently. Yeah. Exactly. That's actually awesome. And, I've like ended those runs with like 2,500 gold or something. And I'm just like, holy shit. And then you get like, I use the crit sword, the sword of nemesis. So then like critting on those attacks is just insane damage. <laughs> That's awesome. Holy crap. The money sword. Yep. Yeah. That's I can't awesome. say that I've actually gotten used to the sword. Like the only run, the only weapons where I haven't defeated Hades on yet is the spear and the sword. Actually, every other weapon I've managed to defeat him on. Um, And I, I think it's the, at least the last run I did with the sword, which was like the first sword run that I've done since I started since i last played in april so it's been a very long time since i've even got used to that weapon's abilities but like i think i did a poseidon boon on the attack so there was like extra knockback and so it was just aggravating to me where it's just like i just want to attack and everyone keeps getting away from me god damn it yeah. <laughs> like so yeah i i mean i'll definitely need to like practice on that one but like it's interesting to hear like yeah like just playing around that knockback feature will lead to, I guess, greater success. I'll have to think about that yeah. next time I use that. And you can definitely go like all in on the knockback. I'd say the, the main drawback there is that there's only one thing that really applies that to bosses, and that's like there's the Poseidon boon that gives you bonus damage on attacks that do knockback, but it doesn't scale with more knockback. So, and there's also a Poseidon boon that says knockback deals damage. Your knockback attacks deal damage to bosses. Um, yeah, so there's one that's like bonus damage on knockback like, attacks, and then there's one which is knockback attacks uh, have like a bleed on movement effect. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I think the one that I was talking about is like a legendary boon that, and I've never I've seen it like once. Uh, I think the only legendary Poseidon boons are there's a fish one and then there's one that gives you doubled knockbacks. Huh. But maybe it's a duo that I haven't run into. Maybe, or maybe they changed it in an update since I saw it 
at the beginning, like, I don't know, t five months ago. Maybe they were like, wait, this boon is terrible. <laughs> James is going to mention this on a podcast. Quick, cut it. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel yeah. like, I mean, I think Poseidon is definitely my least favorite uh, source of boons in general because of Ooh, how but his bad call he is, is really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I found myself mainly using the call for bosses just to get like that extra chunk of damage. And for that, like Artemis and Zeus and Dionysus were all much better. I don't know though, because like Poseidon's makes you impervious. So honestly, like I think I defeated Hades on that with the gloves. And basically I would just like fill up my god gauge, do my call, and then just literally just like right, left, right, left, right, left, like just all over Hades' body because I'm impervious and he's like swinging at me and I'm just like, haha, can't get me. And you're just watching his health just like plummet because i just keep on like just scrubbing across him during that plus his effect just lasts like so much longer than i guess like other olympian calls do maybe i didn't master the the scrubbing technique <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to like go back and forth across bosses with it but it it never did that much damage for me Oh, you don't have to do a lot of scrubbing. Literally just have to like hover on his body and it will just deal constant damage. It's great. And you're impervious. So then it's just like, haha, swing your spear. You can't hurt me. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Oh, I love it. Yeah, something something Raphael mentioned earlier, and I've definitely every person I've ever talked to about this game is has come up with more evidence for this fact. But it just feels like because you said earlier you could go in on knockback. It feels like you can go in on fucking everything in this game. Yeah. Like, you can go in on cast. Yeah, you can. You can go in on just, like, knockback, which is, like, <clears> a <throat> particular aspect of one of your abilities. But you could go in on, obviously, your attack. But then you can go in on your right click. You could go in on, like, particular parts of different things. It just feels like there's so many weird, unique builds. Like, I feel like we've already talked about, like, a gajillion on this podcast. But then, like, yeah. yeah. I, I had went one really ridiculous one where it was, like, your cast fires a secondary projectile that does 30% damage. And then I had the Poseidon cast. And then I had your cast uh, fires out little like eddies off to the side. And so the secondary one also did that. And so it was just like everything was knocked back constantly across the entire thing. And it was just like. <laughs> and then like I had, had the like when they hit a wall, they like do a shockwave. Yeah, so the, the Temple of Sticks was really easy with that. <laughs> you can even go all in on revenge boons, where it's like when you get hit, um, do like deal damage to enemies around you and uh, apply um, uh, effects. Um if you get enough of them, uh, there there's a way that you can just AFK kill Hades. Because um, <laughs> he'll hit you and you're just like, well, here's some doom. Here's some weak. Here's some knockback. Here's some impervious. Like, <laughs> And you go in, invincible for <laughs> like a second and a half. 
or two um and then there's a there's a boon that like every three seconds your uh revenge boons go off um which is a big part of it so it's not just the damage from him hitting you because uh because that would not work <laughs> oh wow. but um yeah apparently that's yeah. Ares zeus i don't think i ever got that one yeah 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 so um that's cool <laughs> dude i feel like in all of these roguelike games i need to like wreath because i feel like you learn that's kind of like the core of them is that you learn about what the value is behind the choices you're making because like sometimes you'd be like why would i ever pick this you know and then later you'd be like actually it was amazing i just didn't understand it yet and that'll happen all mm. over the place with all sorts of different things um I think a lot about cards and Slay the Spire, but in this particular case, like I know that I, my mindset is ripe for improvement in the area of how, what is value around me getting hit. And the reason why I never choose those is because I'm like, well, if I'm getting hit, that's a problem. That's a mistake. That's not an intention. And it doesn't mean that it is an intention, even if you pick this, unless you do this fucking crazy build that James is talking about. But outside of that, right, you can still be like, look, I'm going to get hit sometimes. It happens a lot in this game, and it'd be nice to get some value out of it. But for some reason, I am always just like, no, I'm going to try to do this room perfect. And if I do this room perfect, then I don't get any value out of this. And if I don't get any value out of this, then fuck that. But of course, I always die. And if you die, you have to have been gotten hit. And then if you got hit, there could have been value. So I feel like I'm ripe <laughs> for a rethinking around those types of items in these types of games. But I just can never bring myself to mm. choose them. Like, I just can't. Like, I want... Just give me attack damage, bro. <laughs> fuck this whole getting hit thing. Come on. Fuck that. Yeah. And, like, you can enjoy this game without ever going into those, like, revenge boon things because you just want to deal more damage you know mm -hmm. but yeah is this a game you guys <laughs> are going to play more past today i feel like probably from what i'm hearing but i'm just curious like is how what are the what's the lasting effect of this game i mean Raphael's 100 percent it there's like nothing more for him no more messages for him to read um do you think Raphael? i'll start with you do you think you'll play well, this more he could get up to full heat yeah, I mean, there, there's still more things I could achieve, and I am going to keep playing for sure. I mean, I think there was a really good niche for this um, a couple weeks ago when I was on call, and it was just like, I don't know, it was so easy to get into a run of Hades. And it just, like, it offered a variety of things. Like, there's the aspect of enjoying the story, uh, which you can relax to, and then there's the just, like, I don't know, beating up monsters aspect to it. Um, and it was just... Yeah, it was really nice um, in that period. And you can like pause it at any time. So that was convenient for me while I was on call as well. So uh, I think if nothing else, I will probably continue to play it when I'm on call. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's always lovely when a game fits Respect. a niche like yeah. that in your life. I'm going to call it niche though. You're going to have to deal with that. But um, no, sorry. No, but it is, it's like, it's just lovely when you can find it. I think Valorant should be your on call game. Yeah, dude. Um, so so when you get called you're like all right all right uh give me 40 minutes and then i'll get on that yeah you're like this one's going badly like don't worry it'll be over quick okay we're making a comeback sorry it'll be 40 minutes like you know just like i mean like can i imagine not doing it myself no 
But have I seen a motherfucker or two in my day do the sorts of shit like this? A hundred percent. Motherfuckers all day be like, you know, my mom's calling me in for dinner. And I'm like, bro, you knew what time dinner was. When you start to see her cooking, yeah. you can't just play this game. <laughs> God damn it, man. Come on. And he's like, grow up. Yeah. And he's like, I'm eight. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Well, okay. I'll give you a pass this time. But do learn, <laughs> would you? Like, <laughs> wait, you're eight? So bad at that. <laughs> you were carrying our team exactly. and you were eight? Fuck. <laughs> wait, you're eight? Holy fuck. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's it's super true. Like, or motherfuckers that are like, oh, God, my pizza's here. And they're like gone for like four rounds. And you're like, dude, you just have to get the pizza. Like, well, I had to eat some too, man. I'm really hungry. Like, God. Come on, man. And it, it's led to all these fucking games, like, lead, like leading with this most hilarious, like, I think Counter-Strike has this. I think Valorant has this, too. It's like, it's like time estimates, you know? Even though everybody fucking knows. They just tell you, like, and a game of Valorant uh, is going to take approximately 40 minutes. So if you don't have 40 minutes, please don't accept the queue. Um, and they all say that, which is just, like, I guess there's one person out there who had not thought through that all the way and had been like oh i'm not free in 20 minutes like shit i shouldn't play but the rest of us are just like what the fuck like (laughs) that's been obvious since the beginning like ever since i couldn't pause that multiplayer game when yeah when i was like 15 you know like that's when you learn that but i guess actually now that i tell this story it seems like I was far behind that eight-year-old in learning that lesson. So, you know, okay, I'll give him another pass. Yeah, I remember being terrible as a kid about that. So late to dinner, so many times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oof, and then the, and your mom just looks in there like, all I did was make this wonderful meal for you. And you're like, it's like those memes where it's like, we have pizza at home. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love those memes, man. Oh, they're so good. Oh, my God. Anyways, all right, moving on to the circle. Um, James, will you play this game past this point? I and, and actually, before you answer that question, I want to double ask you a question here, James. Because I think out of everyone here, myself included, you played the most before. So did you find a second wind with this game on 1.0 release? Or like was it like really fun but not the same wind? Or like, like how was the second experience specifically compared to you – really played a lot before um and, and transitioned that um, into if you'll play more in the, in the future well between then and now valorant came out mm. um which uh i played too much of with uh uh you mccoy and Raphael. Okay, me and, this. and uh <laughs> and so <laughs> you're like not too much not enough exactly <laughs> You don't stay up till 1 a.m. every night with me playing. Um, <clears throat> and so I definitely, um, I mean, uh, haven't devoted nearly as many hours. Um, also, I mean, on on 1.0, I won my first three runs, um, which probably means I'm not, at a high enough heat <laughs> um, for my, I don't know, I guess skill um, at the game. I'm probably allocating heat incorrectly in order to uh, proceed quickly. Um, but the, it kind of, the grind didn't feel like it was really there. Um, 
for me, but there are definitely things that I still want to do in the game, and so I will definitely come back to it. Um, but I might not spend the same amount of time uh, that I did before. Like I want to, I want to see the whole story. I want, I want all the story things to happen. I want to understand what's going on a little bit more. Um, yeah. Awesome. And Zoe, you said you were going to practice the sword or something. Some weapon might not have been the sword, but do you see yourself uh, playing more of this game and maybe practicing some of the weapons you haven't beaten Hades with, or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to at least get, like, my first victories with the two weapons that I haven't defeated him with yet. Um, and I do like the aspect of the added challenges for weapons that I have beat him with, with, like, the added heat and the, you know, extra bounties that you can get with that. Like, I can see myself playing. I don't know if I'll play as intensely as I did maybe these last couple of weeks, but then again, like I've picked this game back up these last like three weeks, I feel, and it's been super fun and I really like it. And it's always kind of like along the same vein as Raphael. It's just like, I like being able to go in maybe complete like one world of a run and then just like, pausing it and coming back um that's always a fun way um yeah so i mean like it, it's it's definitely like a cool game to kind of pick back up and, and and put down again um and now that like i've kind of reached more of a like i, I wouldn't say like a plateau point but like now that i've reached more of a i don't know i I've reached more of a level where I think it's just easier to maybe put it down for a bit and come back and be able to do it as well as before. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, yeah, like I'll, I'll definitely play it again. I, I just, I love the world that this game creates as well. So like I can so totally see myself like playing this again, just to like revisit Olympians and, listen to the soundtrack yeah. and just hear like Zagreus's sarcastic quips. Like I can just totally see myself doing that as well. Do you guys think for revisits we should re-rate or like send out another more advanced rating? Like, does that make sense? Well, so here we go. I have our old ratings here. Wow. So do we oh, want to do this rating system where I present What did Raphael you? uh <laughs> There's just a null with, value there. With the exception there. of Raphael. <laughs> I mean, Raphael will have should, like the one true review. Maybe you should guess what my rating will be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. No, Perhaps. I want to guess what your rating would have been back in April. Oh, well, I mean, even I don't know that. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Guess even we should I. ask the fates. Yeah. Even I, the great Raphael, does not know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's do it. I was gonna say like at least with mccoy and james like i'm curious because i do have your ratings here and so i'm just curious if either the rating stands if it's maybe detracted some now that you've played maybe other games especially after we've played our roguelikes roguelike games block where you yeah know, now you've played a bit so um mccoy We'll start with you. Wow, I'm the head of the review squad right now. That's oh, good. I feel so strange. Um, McCoy, you gave this game before a one thumb up. Mm -hmm. 
And you said back then, you gave it a one thumb up with the understanding that this genre of game and yourself do not mesh. <laughs> and But you can appreciate the game for what it's worth and therefore it will give one thumb. Mm -hmm. Do you stand by that one well, thumb? Well, it's just, a, you know, that... I want to I want to ask if you stand by the you you and roguelikes do not no, match. Well, so it was it was a combination <laughs> of roguelikes and bullet hells um that I don't mesh with. And I can firmly say I don't mesh with mm. bullet hells. Roguelikes? I like the ones that I like and the ones that I don't like. I hate. <laughs> I guess. Um and I kind of feel that way about like music genres too. People are like, what music are you into? And I'm like, I'm into all sorts of genres, but only the stuff I'm into in the genres, which is like the dumbest answer. But it's so true. Because <laughs> it's like, I'm not like sitting there like, I love everything in this genre. Fuck that. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> but like in video games, like there are some genres that I kind of almost love everything in <laughs> or are like, I love most in there. Um, and roguelikes is not one of them. Um, roguelikes that I don't like leave the worst taste in my mouth ever. Um, and I would actually say, and it probably was the creation of this game, not me saying it, but this idea of like, it makes you feel like you're in hell um, <laughs> and it's repeating over and over again. And they were like, that's a fucking idea. And you're damn right. Um, but yeah, so, okay. So then going back, uh, I've definitely gained an appreciation for rogue likes that I do like over this block, um, specifically Slay the Spire, which I hope we'll do a follow up for some point. I've just played so, so, so much more of that and it consumed so much more content from that and just really enjoyed it. And it's zero mechanics. That's what I love about it so much is it's zero mechanics. You, it's not a matter of being fast or disciplined with the fingers. And I do love being fast and disciplined with the fingers sometimes, um, but not all the time. And so like that is like the perfect like thought based roguelike where it's all just about strategic decisions the whole way um and then if i just choke a room like that's different that was me not that was me misplaying a turn rather than just like dashing the wrong way and dying um so then okay bringing it back to hades uh gave it a one thumb on last time because i could so that was so okay that the real question here sorry is that do like where is our fucking rating system because we've now started splitting reviews like well this is how i personally feel but this is what i think for the rest of the world and if we're doing that then I think for the rest of this world, I could see like, I could see like a golden star, two thumbs up or something like based on what I hear from everyone that groundswell in this game. It's so do for you. Yeah. For though. me, do for, yeah, do for, for me, you. this game yeah, is yeah. thumbs down. I hate this game. I hate this game. <laughs> so you've gone from a one thumb up to a thumb yeah, down. Because you're being more honest with yourself. Yeah. Now, I, but listen, saying. hey, I'm the guy that A, has trash takes. Like B, I want everyone to enjoy this game if they enjoy it. You have to understand like- Dude, you need to embrace your trash takes. Uh, maybe. I don't disagree with that. Um, but it's just like you have to understand, like, I am not trying to take away from anyone else's experience out there or in here at all. I'm not. I want everyone to love everything. Like, that would just be a better world. Um, I hate this game. I think it is terrible. That's my opinion. Um, <laughs> but that's just it's just the way it, it's everything I don't want. Like, and I and it all stems down to the gameplay. I do not like the gameplay of this game. I do not like mm. the way that bullets get shot from off screen. I don't like bullet hell in general. I don't like the way that playing it optimally is like 
reminds me of watching StarCraft pose where like the APM is like a hundred, like, which is actions per minute. You're just clicking constantly and like moving constantly and dashing constantly. Like it's just, it's very hectic and very chaotic. And I like to reduce chaos in my video games. It's just personally, I like to be like reducing the chaos down to a very manageable, uh, digestible thing. And I really struggled to do that in this game. That's not to say other people didn't succeed, um, but I struggled. And so I don't like the fast pace. I don't like the chaos. I don't really like any of the weapons. I actually really hate the enemy design. I really don't like the enemies in this game. Um, almost all of them. Like they're just annoying. That's me. Um, and then everything else is fucking amazing. <laughs> like the story's amazing. Like the way they wrapped it around a roguelike is so cool. Like I think they're, I love their art style, their music. It's so amazing. But I refuse to torture myself, like, to play the game to get to the rest of that stuff. That's just me. Like, like, um, I don't, yeah, I refuse to torture myself. And I've spent, like, many hours, like 20 or 30 hours playing this game. And I think all of them were, at least all the ones that I've done recently. I added, like, about 10 or so in the past three weeks. Those, all of those hours were me try, giving it another try because the rest of the world loves this game. <laughs> and I hated <laughs> it, every moment of it. Um, and that's sad um, because there's so much cool stuff. And watching people play this game, like I watched you know, some runs that Raphael did and uh, some runs that James did, and that was actually kind of fun. Um, but just the act of playing this game just is everything against what I like. It's just so chaotic. It's so crazy. It's so hard to parse with your eyes. Like it's, it's what watching League of Legends is if you haven't played League of Legends. Like it's fucking crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so that's how I feel with this game, even after many, many, many hours with it. And I'm sure there comes a point where you can parse it better, but I don't think I enjoy the hours that I couldn't parse it um, and the process of learning to parse it. I don't think I enjoy that. Um, so then it comes, so like, it's sad because I don't think, and this is just shows you more about me. And again, like I said, I'm not trying to take this away from anyone, but I cannot recommend this game to anyone. And that's not because people don't enjoy this game. It's because I can't understand why they do. Um, because the gameplay is 95% of what you do. And I think it's bad. So like, cause like there's people here that love stories in video games. This has a great story but you have to play the game. So I wouldn't recommend it to you because it's going to slap you in the face over and over again. And it's going to be chaos and you're going to die. You're going to feel like you're terrible, but okay. If you can overcome that, then hell yeah, that's fucking awesome. But I wouldn't recommend it to someone like that because they'll get slapped and because it'll be chaotic and they'll be like, what did I do wrong? And I'll be like, I can't answer that for you because who the fuck knows what just happened on screen. Um, but then there are people that love roguelikes and they love action games. And I wouldn't recommend that to, to them either because I feel like you can't like, control it as elegantly as i would want i find like the perspective is weird at times and you feel like you're missing range projectiles just because of the way the screen is and not and like the way the distance is perceived like and just because it's super chaotic like if you like beat em up types of games which are just press x to win then actually yeah i think this would be cool uh and once you get past the mashing you might get into some skill later but there's so much mashing to be had and so for people that are like, I love, you know, methodical, like combat games that I can really learn. No, I wouldn't recommend this game to you. People who, I don't know, the list goes on, but 
I love that other people love this game. It gives me such joy because I love Supergiant games so, so much, so much. I bought all their games. I love all their games. Transistor is has been the wallpaper to my bone forever. Um, like Bastion holds a special place in my heart. Um, it always has and it always will. And even this game, I listen to the soundtrack like all the time and I will think fondly of it, but I just, oh God. So anyways, I, I saved my thoughts to the end because I didn't want to like, rain on anyone's parade i just i i hate this game sorry um sue me or something uh i mean if only you talked about it in the middle <laughs> if what <laughs> sorry go ahead Zoe. no i was just I, I was just gonna say like you should we could have had a discussion about this in the middle but actually this will be a perfect time for me to go next though because i previously <clears throat> gave this game a one thumb up and my reasoning was i like the game i like the story but I can't stand the bullet time effect. Mm -hmm. So kind of similar to McCoy's sentiment right now. However, I find I have gone in the opposite direction of McCoy where I'm going to give this game a two thumbs up now because I've actually found this game to be less bullet hell than I originally thought it was. And I think it's because I began to approach this game in a more methodical, okay, attacks can be telegraphed, projectiles can be anticipated, this guy's going to do this thing, dodge, hit, get rid of him, he takes about three hits, dodge, go to the next guy. Like, I kind of, like I said, I kind of have the opposite effect where I just began to actually anticipate things in rooms and as a result i was able to get further than i've ever gone before in this game um and i can but i can see though where people can see this game and be like holy hell this is this is just this is just bullet hell i don't know how you're even supposed to begin to play this game well um but i began to see just that anticipation and that methodical ability and something has just clicked in my brain and unlocked, and it's just really made me approach this game differently and want to play it differently and give myself new goals differently. Like I said, I've been equipping that butterfly pendant because I'm like, I want to do zero damage upon myself each room. And being able to anticipate, you know, and telegraph things has made it so I think I've gotten to like plus 28% attack damage because of that pendant which i think is almost not it's not perfect it's i don't know what the it's literally is one room off of the um uh achievement achievement yeah there's an achievement damn it 30 percent i gotta yeah. do it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> but um so like i've i've kind of had the opposite realization i suppose as opposed to mccoy which i just I find that so interesting, um, just in that this game just appeals to people in different ways, um, and I think that's really cool. And like I, I like I said, I I really enjoy being able to parse out boon abilities combined with weapon abilities combined with Daedalus upgrades to make like the ultimate combination that just kind of deals insane amount of damage or like if you can get a single combo out off, like it's going to do, it, it's going to do wonders. Um, 
Like, I, I think that's really cool. And just, you know, the added story, the added music, um, all of the characters, like, that's just the icing on the cake for me. Um, and as a result, like, this is, like, the one roguelike game. Well, I'd say, like, Darkest Dungeon is actually up there and, like, one of my favorite roguelike games. But this is, like, a different aspect of the roguelike genre, I suppose. I can't compare Darkest mm. Dungeon to this game because they just both approach it in extremely different ways. Um, Darkest Dungeon is my favorite turn-based roguelike. <laughs> this one is my favorite real-time roguelike, I think. Um, just because I've been able to... I, I've been able to actually discover it and figure it out and conquer it in ways. And I think that's really cool. And I feel really like it, like I said, it took me a lot of tries. Like, sure, you'll go on Twitter and someone will be like, this game's great. I defeated Hades on my fourth attempt. And you're like, ha, 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 sit down, sir. Yeah. Like, <laughs> whatever. Um <clears throat> Like, I, I love how now, like, a game isn't based off of whether you can complete it or not. It's de it's dependent on, like, how many attempts it took you to get to that point. I don't know. I think it's silly. That is so silly. Um, but, but, like, I, you know, despite it taking me nearly 50 attempts to get there, I am extremely proud that I've not even been able to defeat him once, but I've been able to do it four times more over. And it just makes me feel all sorts of like just epicness within myself. Maybe it's compounded on the fact that I'm also playing Dark Souls and I'm kind of getting like, you know, success with a lot of the bosses on there. I don't know. I definitely like, think it is. I feel really hyper about the thought of it. But <laughs> can you tell? Dude, I don't the know. The way you're <laughs> describing trying to solve these rooms sounds like trying to solve the Dark Souls boss encounters and, and enemy encounters and stuff like well, exactly. that. Exactly. I'm thinking it's playing those two games side by side that also is helping me. Because Dark Souls, you have to approach each combat methodically. I'm doing the same with Hades and I'm reaching success. So I'm seeing a connection now. <laughs> You've got to understand. Um, but yeah, so uh, two thumbs up for me. Really love this game. I've made this way too long-winded than it needed to be, so I apologize. But Two thumbs up from me, like, great game. I would recommend it to people with the caveat of just, like, it's hard. It is a hard roguelike. I am yeah. not even going to be all high and mighty and be like, well, I managed to beat it. Like, no. Like, it's hard. You're going to struggle. You're going to rage. You're going to get the whole tingly, high adrenaline feeling in your hands when you're, like, nearly there and then you die. But it's great. I don't know. I love it. And that's where I will end that. Um, awesome. And what did I rate it the first time? James, you gave it a gold star last time. Yeah. Do you still stand by your gold star rating? Yeah, James absolutely. James Valance come out since um, that. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, I'm going to have to downgrade it to a thumbs down. It's not Valorant, so I'm never playing it. Reasonable. Reasonable. No. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no. Uh, I I love this game. I, um, I, I really enjoy the, <laughs> the gameplay. Um, I think it's... Um, I think that the weapons allow you to either play in the like crazy, just mash all the buttons um, 
do as much damage per second as possible and like ignore the fact that there are things flying at you from off screen um or there are weapons that um where you play a more kind of cerebral game of dodging things um trying to keep a mental picture of what's in the room so that you can um think about uh maintain awareness of things flying in from off screen um and how to uh manage those uh attacks um and not get hit um and i mean all that's coupled with incredible voice acting incredible art incredible writing um a really interesting well-built like series of stories which are all told interwoven with each other based on how you progress and who you talk to um and um i and i think it's just a really beautiful uh experience um and so yeah i i maintain my gold star uh mccoy's Wrong. Okay. Okay. No, no I just don't. kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I can accept. No, no, no. That. I totally understand that. Like that. I totally understand that. This, you know, the combat's not for everyone. Um, the grind, like grinding in this kind of thing's not for everyone. Um, the, you know, like the, the, the McCoy's not wrong. I'm, I'm kidding. Um, it's just, you know, it's just not. It doesn't. It doesn't push the right buttons. Just, for you him. know when you're yeah. like, you got a sense of like your mental model for the world, right? And it like really works for you, and yeah. so you're like pretty sure it's right. And then you like look at the rest of the world, and you're like, I'm totally wrong. Like this is one of those examples, because like I sit there and like if someone said to me, this game has something for everyone, I'd be like, I see what you're saying, but I don't agree with you. Because they have to play the game. And if playing the game is not the thing for you, you're in for a fucking bad time. Yeah, totally. Um, but apparently I'm wrong. But like if everybody <laughs> if everybody in the world liked the same things, then the world would be a boring place. It's true. So. No, it's totally true. And I do slightly before we get to Raphael. I know I, I feel like I need to defend myself. I don't really. But um, <laughs> holy shit. Is, Sorry. Everyone, is everyone's desk okay? Yeah, no, that was me drowning out McCoy's crash <laughs> takes. <laughs> oh my god, I was like, I, my heart stopped for your keyboard. Just for that one, for that one use, uh, listener. Yeah, uh, that was yeah. for you. Oh god, they're probably a Hades fan. Oh, well, anyways. Yeah, that's that's your trash take that that they didn't. Yeah, like. the one thumb initially, they didn't even get Hades the full the burnt of it. But yeah, um, I would also be okay. So I did want to say that I. Not good, necessarily. Not terrible, but not good. Not great. Probably not good is where I would put at, like, uh, mental pictures of, like, a giant room of a lot of enemies and stuff like that um, and, and, and bullets and what they can do. But it's not that I wasn't able to do that at all. It's actually just that I don't enjoy that exercise. I enjoy – I kind of enjoy 1v1s. That's kind of, like, my vibe. Like, 1v1s, 1v2s, like, very calculatable. So this game is often, like, 1v9 crowd control style thing. You like combat chess. Yeah. I kind of like that in general in all my games. Like, the, you made a decision, and it was a very important one. Like, I kind of like that. So it's just it's just counter on the scale from really 
methodical to really chaotic, which can still be methodical. And it sounds, it's awesome that you guys are able to do it that way and can find enjoyment in that. Like that's fucking sweet. Um, but for me, I think I get, get spread too thin, too fast with a chaotic game like this. And I don't enjoy that feeling. It reminds me of the part of Starcraft that I hated. Like when people would drop on multiple sides of my base at the same time and multiple fronts and they'd split my attention. And that's a classic move and it's very effective, but it was extra effective at me because I just wasn't good at it and I hated the feeling. And so like I would watch like win rates of drops at high level or even the level I was playing at and you know, it's a certain percentage win rate and all of those same drops on me were just, they were just triple effective. Like I, I was just completely held down by being split. Um, whereas if we were mo like 1v1, even if it was my 200 army versus your 200 army, even if we split it up a little bit and did other macro and micro things, like I'm still good there. But the second I get spread thin across multiple battlefronts and I have to do it fast, um, and I'm thinking about just like a lot more things at once and whether they can overlap or not, like it, it just gets into a level of chaos that I just suffer in. So, um, yeah. Yeah. All right, Raphael, tell me why I'm wrong as well. You don't have to, I don't think you have to defend yourself. I think, I think, I think you have a perfectly reasonable, you know, I dislike the combat in this game and that's everything in the game. So I just like it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, I can definitely see where McCoy is coming from. And I had a bit of that, like myself as well. Like I remember, I think when I first hit Asphodel, I was like, holy shit. Like some of these enemies are just really difficult to deal with. Like the ones that just like, do a bunch of swipes in a row and I would just like get sunlocked by them practically. Like that was super annoying. Um, and then there's like a mini boss fight in there where there's like a bunch of the like witches that just like spray these bullets like in spirals everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, holy crap, I don't know how to deal with this. Um, but then I figured it out. Um, so there's like, there's a lot of tools they give you to deal with the chaos so like deflect is it, it like completely turns it around it's like now the bullet hell is their problem awesome. um and then there's like for the swiping ones it's just okay you got to focus on backstabbing them um and i think a lot of it is about target prioritization it's like who is going to give you the worst day take them out first um yeah but all of this is like predicated on like enjoying yeah you actually enjoy sure. like what's happening and like wanting to get better um <clears throat> and learn these things yeah and so yeah but I, yeah but i i see i see where mccoy is coming from and if i were slightly more in that direction i would probably have a really tough time with this game um and i mean i definitely remember yeah, yeah. being really annoyed by drops in starcraft but there also came a point in starcraft where it was like it was kind of like this dance that you would have with the other player where it's like figuring out the right amount of attention to devote to each of these things and that actually became pretty enjoyable for me um although then i had this other point where i was like you know what it seems like they're the ones having more fun so what if i do what they're doing and then they have to deal with it exactly and um. thus everyone becomes Terran. <laughs> you started somewhere else but you well no so actually i i played a really aggressive zerg style uh awesome. where i would do drops and uh ling run buys and i would fake builds uh so i would like make my build appear like one build to a scout um okay. and then rapidly transition like to another yeah 
that's that's definitely pretty sweet like i i definitely um agree with that like switching like i had one that i took out masters players with um in the like tournaments i played um i mean these were like amateur tournaments not real tournaments um where you would have enough minerals to make an expansion sooner than a normal build would so i would just have the drone wait there for an extra like three seconds and then make the expansion so it'd have the right amount of health on it when they're scouting it for them to think it was a normal build and they'd turn around and go back hmm. um and then they would just get completely blindsided by a bajillion speedlings hell yeah um Zoe, how many of those words made any sense to you? Because I got like four. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm was. i in the same boat as you. Four, um, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, back to Hades. Um, I think like in terms of the gameplay, like listening to McCoy's experience and seeing like the few rough spots I had and all, it, it does seem like it's quite a balancing act, the game. So it's like, it's trying to balance a lot of things. And for me, it ends up like, in a really sweet spot on a lot of them like there is chaos and there's some enjoyment of just sort of like bashing a bunch of monsters into the wall but there's also the like strategic aspect of managing the chaos and learning the tells of your opponents and exploiting them um and like with the shield in the boss fights like i found that really enjoyable and it was sort of like it gave me enough of a defense that i could actually focus on watching what the boss was doing and learning how to read it um and i think it, it's also a balancing act in a lot of other ways like the way they meter out the story between the gameplay and um the way the progression works with the escalation of difficulty it's like it's really like it's a care careful balance there and i could see it like not being quite right for someone and having a terrible time. Um, but for me, I just felt like it was in a perfect spot on all of these things. And it's incredible how they managed to pull it off. Like the way that it encourages you to try different strats, like often I find that really annoying in games where it's like, oh, actually you'll just have like twice as good a time if you do this thing you hate. And I'm like, well, fuck you. Um, but I felt like it was, in Hades, like the bonuses were actually pretty slight for the way they encourage you, but also the detriments were pretty slight. But at the same time, it pushed me just enough to try these really different gameplay styles that I probably would never have considered otherwise. Um, like the fucking money sword build was ridiculous, and <laughs> and the one with like all the the circles with the exagriff. Um, yeah, and I think, like, even going for one of the achievements where it was, like, tr level up all the keepsakes, I think the last one I did was the Well of Charon one, where it's, like, the Well of Charon items last, like, six or ten more encounters. That, like, completely mm -hmm. changes how you perceive the Well of Charon. Like, I would just ignore it huh. before. I would, like, get, okay, like... Am I going to get healing? Am I going to get death defiance? Am I going to get a chaos gate? Those are the only things I cared about. Um, and after that, it was like, yeah, I'll take like plus 80% special damage for the next like 16 encounters. <laughs> 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 Pretty nice. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that seems these. <laughs> yeah, so this is like a very clear gold star for me. Like mm-hmm. I fucking love this game. Just like all of it. Um Yeah. Sweet. That's great. So we're right. <laughs> uh, they're wrong. <laughs> Reasonable. Reasonable. I mean, two gold stars is uh, pretty good. I mean, it's not Edith Finch levels where everyone gave it yeah. a gold star, but um, yeah, holy it's crap. close. <laughs> I, it's, it's definitely not close. If someone gave it a thumbs down, <laughs> like that just feels not close to me. Like, I, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, I this really does, yeah. and I don't know when or if ever we will do this, but this really does bring to mind, at least from my camp, the only roguelike left that's worth playing and is a great comparison point is dead cells um, i'm sure other people have plenty of other roguelikes <sighs> i'm just saying that because i always hear you say bring up dead cells that's all oh, crypt of the necrodancer though <laughs> yeah yeah that's true yeah, crypt of the necrodancer although and, like um... that is a really hard game like i would say it's harder than hades Wow. If you don't have rhythm, I think because I knocked it's... on it when we were. What doing if our what if you have a really episode? terrible sense of rhythm? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's dude. I'm uh, not excited. I have a, the soundtrack's I have a really amazing, especially the shopkeeper remixes. You guys look it up on YouTube. It's fucking amazing. But so I was like barely able to finish the storyline. I think for Crypt of the Necrodancer, I have a pretty terrible sense wow. of rhythm though. Um, okay. I mean, so the, it tells it in like several parts, and like each character is harder. Um, and it was like mm. the last character of the storyline I was really struggling because that was like you miss a beat, you're dead. Your weapon, just the basic dagger. You take damage, you're dead. <laughs> I I don't think I would like this. Um, I think the best way to play Crypt of the Necrodancer, having not played it, so this is an ignorant approach. Um, it would be to listen to the soundtrack and tap on your desk. <laughs> That's my theory. Don't know that for sure. Um, but I have enjoyed that greatly. <laughs> so just throwing that out there as a possibility. Well, cool. Um, we did two hours on there's this There's also, ball. there's a game that, McCoy, I think you would really enjoy called Monster Train, um, which they consulted with the developers of uh slay the spire oh, i thought this was another steam game you found james and i was like i can't <laughs> i can't believe we're going no to this no, no 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 it's like it's legitimately like it's a pretty awesome game that has some deep similarities to slay the spire but is fundamentally somewhat cool. different yeah um i just heard about it i love that i will write that down because i i did recently do a google search of the ilk of games like slay the spire uh and what I, my favorite thing that google will present to me and not just me as if like it would divine me to present with this information but like it just it presents a lot and it just shows the way people are asking questions now is you you ask a question like that especially about video games something like that so it's like games like slay the spire and then immediately under that it's like games like slay the spire reddit where i'll get real opinions and not some <laughs> trash top 10 that this person hasn't even fucking played any of these fucking games anyways um yeah <laughs> I always appreciate that because I'm like, you're right. I should be asking Reddit, huh? But anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a um, there's a game and I, I think it's called Circle of Pain or some ridiculous shit like this. But it's a very unique card battler 
that has this like ring component to it that adds extra whatever but it doesn't matter the and i was hearing about it on a podcast and they were saying it was like so inspired but the thing that was interesting about it is that it has this twitch integration where people in the chat can draw the card art for the enemies that you're fighting and then it goes directly to your mod to like approve or disapprove and then they can like put it in the game and so just like looking at like you it's like this like really intense art style like think darkest dungeon and then there's just this like pick like picture like fucking ms paint drawing of like a fucking like sunflower for like the final boss it's like secretly probably a dick fucking ridiculous man so anyways okay uh monster train you said yeah monster train yes well maybe look out for next episode monster train just kidding it's not um yeah jorbs did uh did some content on that oh really um you mean yeah. you stopped playing Among Us? Uh, for like a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also, uh, I mean, there's there's an early access game by Clay Entertainment called Grift Lands, hmm. um, which looks like um, Slay the Spire, but Zoe would enjoy it. Oh. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Clay also does uh, early which access. Which is to say, really great. Like they did, don't starve. Oh shit! Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and uh, Griftlands is um like a a card like deck building game, but it's it's instead of like going up a spire, you're um playing out a story of your character. Um. And so you like talk to people and those people unlock different paths that you can go down and, and give you different benefits. And, um, and they actually, it's like an actual story. So, cool. um, it seems like actually really, oh, a, another very cool, like integrated story into the, uh, gameplay experience, but yeah, that's awesome. So maybe we'll play that yeah. eventually. Oh my god, the list just grows Although, forever. But I think I would vote. Although, for, like, even though Clay does early access really well, I would still vote for wait for it to 1.0. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Plus, you're just gonna try to get us to play Don't Start. I think I would like right? that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. We did it, you guys. This was awesome. Thanks for coming back. It. Thanks for playing this game. Thanks for picking it up again. Thanks for enjoying it. Thanks for telling me I'm wrong. And awesome. I think we did it. Oh, whew. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'd tell you you were wrong even if you weren't on a podcast. That's true. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> this is one of those games that really makes me sad that we don't, and we never did, put music from the game into the podcast um, because Fuck, would I have fun with editing this intro with the fucking Hades music, but all right. I mean, couldn't you just like edit it in? I I think it's a legal Like when you, when you talk area? about the, oh, I see. Yeah. Legal. And that's why we never Us. did it, Raphael. Wink. Speaking of which, should we press stop? I think no. so. We had one more thing to say or maybe yes. we stopped already. Well, let's oh. go. Oh. I was going to say, well, I was just going to uh, like end this by saying, yes, this was not an eerie game as in the eerie games month, as we said, but this is, game is eerie good. So. Thumbs down. I'm cutting that out. <laughs> cutting that out. Thumbs down. <laughs>
<laughs> no, but it I, did I was also going to say, ghosts. yeah, there we go. Spooky ghosts. It counts. Um, no, but I was just going to say uh, next week we'll be uh, all getting together with a special guest, Claire. She's coming back from our uh, Last of Us episodes yeah. to talk uh, Senua's Sacrifice, which uh, I know I'm super stoked to play. And that will be our uh, our cap on Eerie Games Month is playing some Hellblade. So uh, stay tuned for that. But otherwise, all of you guys, take care. Have a safe Halloween. <laughs> Social distance if you can, if you're in the U.S. Otherwise, you know, I don't know. You do whatever. Yeah, if you're in um, other countries, just yeah. touch each other. Like, like it's all good. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> take care. Let's press the stop button now. All (laughs) righty.